Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's the bluest room in town. Yeah, they're actually funny and the best the sound. It is the Blue Room, it's Blue Monday. I am Matt Jones, I'm joined as ever. To start your week off by Dave Downey. Dave, my voice is almost gone. It's like, you know when you go back for the first game of the season, usually, and you had a few months away from shouting and booing, um, and your voice has yeah. gone for a week. Uh, I did so much of it yesterday, though. I'm a little bit hoarse. How are you feeling today? Uh, yeah, it's a, a little bit down about, um, about what happened and... What follows from it and what was there before it really the, the only thing that was going to make any of us feel better was at least getting a point. And I think this I've actually seen a lot of debate, to be honest with you, about people thinking that we played well, people thinking that we did okay. And um, we discussed this on post match, didn't we? Um yesterday. There was a lot of different views in in how we approached it and how Sean Dice approached it. So I've been having a lot of mixed feelings because um, basically that's all I've been thinking about since yesterday and sort of trying to kick on and think how we're going to do it against Forest and then when we play Newcastle at home and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, a lot of mixed feelings at the moment. Yeah. is it? It's difficult. Like, obviously, about 24 hours on since we, we did post-match. And I think I probably mellowed a little bit to it. I think I was quite annoyed yesterday. I think, I think I'm still annoyed about the way we started the game. Um, and like I think I said yesterday, those... Those first ninety seconds were just pretty naff, really. For you know, given what the atmosphere was like and the way like the whole ground felt like a powder keg that was ready to just go. And I think I said yes. They wanted the players to kind of ride that that wave of emotion and mm. you know just try and get after United for a bit. And within a minute, you've got an eighteen-year-old debut and putting his foot on the ball and getting his head up and looking around. Yeah. So that that was disappointing, but. In, in the same breath, I saw uh, Mick Greenall saying on Twitter that it's probably not something they necessarily prepared for in that sense. Maybe weren't really sure where he was going to play or what he was going to do. So maybe there's a few mitigating factors there. But I think, like I said, I think I have mellowed a little bit in regards to the performance. I think there probably were good aspects of it. And I think in an alternate universe, one of those Carver Lewin headers goes in, Decore finishes his chance, maybe not address a gay scoring necessarily because he's had his probably one goal for the season at Palace, yeah. hasn't he now? But I think I think if one of those goes in towards the, the end of the first half, then there's a really good chance we probably go on and win that game. Mm. But yeah, it's just, just frustrating, isn't it? And I, I think as as we kind of look ahead, it sort of feels to me like <laughs> if we don't get that first goal, are we just a bit screwed in the sense that you know, we need teams to to kind of come on to us a little bit because I think United you, after they scored, general. yeah, like after United scored yesterday, they just sat in a bit, didn't they? Like really, 
And yeah. they were trying to just counter-attack through the three very fast forwards they had, and we had to kind of do a lot of the running ourselves with the ball. And I think I think this side has got obviously a lot of weaknesses and a lot of, a lot of strengths, this Everton one. But it, it sort of feels like whenever they need to be well, whenever they need to have a bit of finesse or a bit of subtlety or a bit of guile in what they do, that's when they really come unstuck. And there were times where they were trying to like force passes through small spaces and into crowded areas and you know, you're hoping that a player would have a really good touch. And it was just bouncing off, and it, yeah. it never really felt like we we had, had it in us on the ball to to kind of get through them. And it's mad to say, like, when we conceded three goals, but like, I don't think defensively we were that bad, really. It was, it was more on the ball and in, in the final third where I think I was most disappointed. But mm-hmm. have you changed your view at all in the last 24 hours? I mean, rather sadly, I've watched it twice. Um Fed I mean, up that is, that is that the whole not the whole game, just the highlights. I'm assuming. No, no. Well, I watched. The, I've I've recorded the ninety odd minutes what it was, but I've just like sort of fast forward the key moments like you referred to there. Um. Yeah, I mean the the, the goal they scored at the start is ridiculous, and it's a sucker punch straight away. Um. It obviously there's so many ifs and buts in games, but when you when when they do it three minutes in, it's like it's a it's a proper you know, it, it's a sucker punch. It's so much early in the game. Tactics will automatically change from the players, not not just the manager. The manager will be screaming. Sean Dice, I'm sure, was screaming, saying this doesn't change. You need to forget that goal because it was it was so out of the blue. Um, to see that sort of effort, and all I've seen this morning is the comparison with Rooney's one against Man City and how good this actually was and things like that. I still argue on that what we did yesterday that he shouldn't it, but that's that's for another matter, isn't it? For another day. Um, yeah, I've changed my mind quite a bit in in what we what we were talking about uh, in terms of how this this we approach this sort of game, and I have to say I'm I'm quite disappointed in how Dice um, set this up and 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 how Dice wants us to do things that look completely different to how we've approached stuff so far this season, which has been a success. Looked at the game, um, fifty percent fifty percent in in regards to possession each. Um, that's that's non Everton all the way through this season. I've banged on about it so much in that we we look like we're at our best when we don't have as much possession in the game and we like to counter-attack. It felt to me that that's when the emotions really came into everybody on the pitch for us because I think it had... It, it was a mixed match of things, I thought, when certain amount of players are right up for this and sprinting in, uh, trying to win the ball back as fast as they can that first 10, 15 minutes like you referred to in the post-match yesterday when United got the, the ball really early and nobody's running in, nobody's putting their head down and sprinting towards their back four. The keeper's allowed to have it for as long as he wants and hit it square to a centre-back. That sort of thing, particularly at Goodison, is what gets people right up for it. And everybody was at the start for, for obviously, the reasons that we needed a game at Goodison. A lot of people said beforehand it was the ideal game to be playing. In, obviously, in hindsight, now it wasn't given given United. But if I was a United fan, put it this way, I wouldn't be looking at that thinking, you know, we've gone six points behind top of the league. Now, I wouldn't be looking at that and thinking that's that's the sort of kickstart of our season. They can get us in the top four or even challenge for the league. And I'd be thinking that because we didn't, sad to say about us, we didn't actually have to do that much to win that game. That was all to do with ourselves, that in various different capacities. I don't want to bang on about the context of it, but it very much feels that that was at the centre of of everything, the way 
Dice approach this, and I've been listening to Dice a lot more than I have done this season, simply because of the things that have changed. And he was saying afterwards about even more so about how unfair things were, and um, the ten points off and all that. And then he started um, talking up the fans as every manager does. It it seemed a lot of desperation from what he was saying, Matt, and and that's not been him so far. Um, the the Sean Dice that you think you're getting at a football club, which many of us look. There were arguments that we were getting him. A lot of people didn't like us getting him as a new manager. A lot of people did. It looked like we turned the corner this season, given what we'd done. Um, I have a sympathy. I have sympathy with him to a, to an extent, but the approach he set up with, well, obviously, presumably the approach he set up and the fact and the players have just done what he's asked them to do. Again, hindsight to lose that game three 0 I, I just, I just feel that it's too easy to say the misses in there. Think, oh, we could get a draw. Or, you know, if, if that header goes in the ifs and buts and maybe's and what um, could have happened with, with, with Dom scoring one of the headers and, and the Corey has a really good chance. All of that sort of thing, yeah. That's typical what you see in games, ifs and buts. But watching it back several times, I get some pelters for this, but I, I just think that that was generally a poorer performance than I think most people are saying. I know you said a couple of times it wasn't actually that bad. Um, it's easy to say it was given the fact we were beating 3 0. And I get what people's points are making there, but I just I, I didn't feel that was a a player, a team, and a squad reflection in what we needed for that game amongst all of ourselves watching it. Yeah, no, I guess I think the second half was really poor, wasn't it? Like I think I think it's it's a weird one because like we have we have 20 good minutes, I think, to finish the first half. And then the second half just becomes a, a non-event very quickly, doesn't it? After the penalty, and like you, once you can excuse the poor performance in the second half, but you can kind of understand why it got to a stage where they ended up playing like that, and it was really flat because you know, everyone had got off and gone home. Um, United didn't really look like they were going to concede two goals, and you just felt like there was no way back yeah. for us. So, so like it's one of them where like I think. The, this is again going to sound weird, but like the potential for a good performance was there from the first mm. half. Like if we'd scored and then we we'd kicked on, it would have been it would have been fertile ground for you know a, a real rally at the Gladys Street end in the second half. But it's just it, it, you know it, it's it's the same old story. Some of the other home games, isn't it? Earlier in the season, like I know it was against um, against Wolves and against Fulham, we got done by latish goals um, after not taking our chances. But it it just felt like if we'd scored in that spell. Like those twenty minutes when we were really on top and they were bottling it and a bit and the crowd were really up, then perhaps perhaps we could have done something, but but we didn't. It was um. Do you do you feel in in regards to what I was saying? There, did you feel as if there was any emotion relating to what happened um, Premier League wise and what happened with all of us with our with the banners out saying corrupt uh, and stuff? Do you think there was emotion from the team? I, I don't know. It's, it's a difficult like, question to answer, isn't because, it? Because they because they scored so early, it's like quite hard to say, isn't it? Like, because yeah. it, it, you know, the game had the game hadn't really started. Like, it was the second home game in a row where, like, I, I actually remember being in the ground, looking up at the clock, and thinking, "We haven't had the kick here." And like against Brighton, I think it took us like two and a half minutes to actually touch the ball. Yeah. And it was very. I don't think we touched the ball, did we? Until we were taking the kick off. After right. yeah. United yeah. scored, maybe we had like a cup. I think it might have broke down actually in midfield. We might have had like a couple of little kicks at it, but the goal you know, kicks like that. Yeah. yeah, I think it can't have been more than five touches of the ball, and and they scored. So like, how, 
how how can you how can you analyze whether what happened beforehand really had too much to do with the game or was important for the narrative of, of the football match when it's all ripped up within three minutes because a lad has scored the best goal you'll ever see in your life. Like it's it, it's hard, isn't it, from from that point of view to to kind of say how much of an impact it would have had. Like if it had gone on for 10, 20 minutes and say like we, you, I think everybody knows the stage is good as and goes through, doesn't it? When it, when it's on nights like that, you have the first ten minutes where it's like it's mad and everyone's like up for it. Then the game settles down a little bit, and then if we're not scored or not playing well, people start to get frustrated. And then it builds and builds and builds. Like if, if that happened, then I think we could say, well, yeah, maybe the occasion did get to them a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but because of because like the, the lad scored an overhead kick from the edge of the, the box, it's almost like, well, everything's thrown out the window, isn't it? Well, all of a sudden, then I think it just becomes a, a, a totally different game. And in a funny sort of way, like the, the context is is just stripped away, isn't it? Mm. Um but but one thing I will say is like I said this to a few people building up to the game. A, a, a few points in the week I was getting the same sort of vibes. And I don't even know if you remember, you'll remember the game, but I don't know if you remember like the build-up to it. But do you remember we played Chelsea in the League Cup semi-final in 2008? It's the second I, I, I've thought that game so much. That you know about the second one or the first yeah, one? It was the second, so the second leg. So the first one we got B2 on, didn't we? Right Phillips out jumped Lescott in the 94th minute, I think, yeah, to, to, to yeah. give it was when you hit the ball. I think absolute rocket. Hit yeah. the ball harder, yeah. But I just remember before that game, like it was all the talk was like, just wait, just just wait for this atmosphere. Like the the atmosphere is going to be amazing. It was like the atmosphere, the atmosphere, the atmosphere. And even before the game yesterday, the march up to the ground was called the atmosphere march, wasn't it? Yeah. And like it just felt like, and I was just thinking, like in the build to the game, it's like I'm getting like there's so much. We've gone too far here. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Because like, it's, it's unprecedented, this isn't it? Like getting ten points off, everyone's really pissed off and fuming, mm. and you know, rightly so. It's like how how can you say? It was. It's too much to to have a big protest, and you know, I mean, it looked it, it looked great, didn't it? like the, before the game in the ground. Yeah. It all it all looked boss. But I, I just had a thought like this week: like, are we getting a bit? Are we getting a bit too hung up on it? Like, because at times it was almost like there is a football match here as well. Like, and it's, it's a really important one yeah. that that we need to win. So I, I don't know. I'm sure, but but like I said, that to, to, to answer your point, and I know I've rambled on a little bit here. I think all context is kind of stripped away when someone scores a goal like that, and you, and you, you can't yeah. really say what impact it had on it. Or it's very difficult to say that anyway. But why yeah. do you think that had an impact? I think that it was going. It was inevitable that it was going to happen, um, whether he scored or whether he didn't. Um, personally, as a fan, I don't think any of us get away from the context of the game itself. We're only human beings, and eleven fellas on the pitch. There's no way that that doesn't. That doesn't have a feature in, in their minds. Um, I think as well when they go out on the pitch and they hear the noises that we we put out there um, from the stands, that must have felt a lot different than they've ever experienced. It. You know, it's like you said, it's it's unprecedented that that what we've been punished with. It's the same for the players as well, and I think it's really easy to not think about that. Um, they'd be right down the list of thoughts that many people have had after this game. Um, and I know a lot of a lot of people are saying, "Ah, oh, this is the ideal game we've got here. United have been crap this season. We're playing them at home." When you look at the fact that the rest of the games, apart from Bournemouth, we've been really poor at Goodison, being really, really poor. Um, and and that's why, in in a funny way, the Forest away makes me feel a lot more comfortable 
than taking on United at home. Um, I hope I'm not saying that three, four months on the on the further down the line, saying that I want Everton to play away from home because obviously this is where we've been renowned and actually getting things sorted if we need them to. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't want to bang on continuously about it, but yeah, I, I do think the emotions on that team look. It's a it's a sliding door moment, isn't it? To say that well, we would have, we would if we'd have gone. One nil up after that ridiculous goal scored, then Everton would have been fine. United had just been kicked all over the place and just shit themselves in the game. Um, that's why I say that I think I think on United side, and I know you, our mate Jay, um, who you spoke to to preview the game, um, he, he's an honest United fan. It'd be interesting to see what his thoughts were on what United to do had to do to win this game, and it's difficult, obviously, to get the process of that goal from. It was, I mean, it was silly, wasn't it? You're never going to see anything like that. Yeah, it's, probably it's, the rest of his name. Like, it's, it's funny because I, I was speaking to uh, Michael Ball today for his, his column in the Echo. And, like, I, I sort of asked him, like, wh- what's it like on, like being a player on the pitch and, like, an opponent does something like that? Like, yeah. how, 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 do, how does that feel? feel? Like, great what, question. Yeah. And he, he sort of said to me, like, well, you know, it's, you don't get more goals for scoring a great goal. You know, it's, it counts the same as a, you know, an Umani asked, Bobble and off off his arse on the line, like it doesn't count anymore. But I don't know. I, I was surprised like, that when you like, but there's been so much build up all all week. Like the atmosphere is amazing, and then someone goes and does that. It's just like you know, it's it's the air out the balloon, isn't it? Like I think yeah, so, many right, people, yeah. so many people in, in the the ground by me were just kind of like, oh god. If you're a player, and I'd, I'd love to ask um, Mark Ballis and any player really. Similar to what you were saying there, that that must have to stick in your mind. That that can't you can't not continue a game without thinking about that, or at least have it at some point. You thought about that again when you yeah. see that land get over the ball or whatever. Like I said, I go back to that point where we're still talking about human beings here, not just a load of lads that should do anything in their lives to play football. They do it for a living, yeah, but they have their own thoughts. They go home to friends and family. They do everything that we do. Um. And and with that comes that emotion and the mentality of it as well. I think something that might have struck a few people, but I think more importantly though, and and the, you know the more the more crucial moments was how we reacted to. I think right, like you said, um, and that's why it points to the evidence to me that there was an emotion there was from seeing that goal. What we did afterwards was something that I was I was really really disappointed with. I'm not going as far as saying I didn't think people were giving a hundred percent and and fighting for what we wanted to see from. Everything that had gone on from those in the stands, but it, it was it, it felt really strange to me the way the approach was and how that obviously reflected on us in the stands as well. And that's always the case, isn't it? How your team plays in front of you reflects how you're feeling and what you say when you're in the stands. And what's so difficult for us is we need to lead them ahead of them leading us. And the performance, um, I, it was it, it was a, a really difficult watch for me. I, I thought it was hard, a hard watch, not only because we conceded that goal, but also when, whenever, and you, I think you'll be the same here, Matt, and again, I've often been putting words in your mouth and you'll probably give me a bollock in here again, but when, a, when one of our players misses an easy chance, you, you think, and maybe it's just an Everton thing, I automatically think that's a game on that. You've missed a sitter, not going to happen again. You've got to keep fighting to do that again, but it's not going to happen because you've missed a sitter. And that chance that uh, Calvert-Lewin had uh, early after they, they went in front there, um, 
that I think that plays on my mind for a long, long time. And again, just wondering that, that does that hit onto players? And you think what happened there with the Corey's miss after that, which looked really simple to be honest with you. McNeil nearly scored. They they cleared it off the line with that lad who looks like he's going to be world class. By the way, um, that that first half had so many different things that didn't go our way, or we didn't, um, we 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 didn't benefit from chances that we had. To, to do what we needed to do. And I think that just kicks you in the bollocks as you carry on going throughout the game, not not putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, I, you know, I totally agree with all that. And I, I think you're right about them, like this being like maybe forgetting the human element and all this as well. And I, I don't think I necessarily think of this about yesterday, but like I was, I was sat there in, in the ground or stood there rather in, in the lower Gladys. And like, this is going to sound stupid, but. Like all of a sudden, I was like, hmm, maybe getting a 10 point deduction is quite bad. Like, well, I know we've spoken like, about like, because I got all, 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 all week, sorry, like, it's, and I, and I get why. But like, it's been, everyone's been trying to see, like, everyone's been pissed off. You know, people haven't welcomed it, but people have, like, put a positive spin on it, haven't they? It's like, right, it's going to galvanize yeah. the players, galvanize the manager. We're all going to be together. Premier League's corrupt as fuck. Etc. 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 And everyone's like kind of rallied behind it, and like the mood's not been like it's been upbeat without being like jubilant, like we've won something or done something well. And like I think we've all kind of bought into that, which we suppose we've got to. Yeah, I mean, but then, but then it's like a case of like you said, like these are human beings, and I, I don't like I said I don't think this is coming into play yesterday. I don't think it'll come into play for. You know the next game, or, or but maybe a few weeks down the line, or a couple months down the line. Like if we're still down where we are, like as much as the players and the manager will will say, will straight bat any questions about it and be like, no, of course we're all together, all united, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like the, the, these these are paying for things that you know, but this is point deduction that's got nothing to do with them. You know, you you, yeah. you saw like before the international break. How much that winner palace meant to those players. You know, they were front of the away end, like they were absolutely loving it. They had to scrap tooth and nail for three points in a in a like horrible ground, brutal conditions. And they went down there and they dug it out and they they got three points and it was a huge win. And it's just been choked off. It's just yeah. it's it's gone now. It's yeah. like how it's like it's like anything. Like I'm sure anybody listening to this, like in your whatever your job is, whatever your line of work is. If you work yeah. really, if you worked really hard on something for like three months, blood, sweat, and tears, staying late, you know, working for your lunch hour or whatever, and you, you know, you, you, you've got it all together, and then somebody else came in and deleted it off your computer or, or just yeah. wiped it clean. Like, how would you yeah. feel? Exactly. And it's yeah. And again, like I think it's it's still too raw, and we are all together, and we are all united because of this, and because of the ridiculous nature of the punishments. But further down the line, I think if things don't pick up quickly. And I, yeah, listen, I'm confident we can go and win on Saturday and I'm confident we can get results against Chelsea and Newcastle at home as well. But if things don't go well, then when does that when does that creep into the minds of players like, oh God, you know, we're down here, but it's nothing to do with me, really. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah I think that's spot on. I think as well, the things that started coming into people's minds, the, well, literally minutes after that, um, decision came to us, the, the deduction that came to us, people are thinking, well, it's going to be fine because it's an early part of the season. We've been really good in the last few games. Ten points off us means that we're only two points away from getting out of the, bo- uh, the bottom three, whilst you've got three of the worst ever clubs that have come up to the Premier League. 
I, I, I think that's perfectly innocent for people to assume that because those bottom three, which are no longer the bottom three, are, I've been appalling when I've seen them, apart from seeing Luton beat us and get a draw at home to Liverpool. Um, Burnley and Sheffield United have been absolutely atrocious. Um, when, when I look at that, I think, well, I can see why most people have thought, oh, it's no big deal. That's no big deal. And because we're Everton, because we're used to trying to survive from relegation in the last three years, then you know we'll find a way. We'll always find a way. I think that's like a common, a common opinion for most of us as fans is we will find a way to get out of this, regardless of what it is. But then, when when you see what goes on on County Road, when you see everybody getting the flags out and everybody screaming, singing the songs, love all that. Um, that was a massive help to what we did against Bournemouth on the last day of last season to keep us up. But you can't alter the fact that it's a completely different scenario as to why we're doing stuff like that. It's it's inevitable that that comes into your mind because when things happen in a game, even you get to the point where the referee is given a decision that went against us when it shouldn't have, your opinion about that, uh, your reaction to that, is is still it's completely different to that sort of level playing field and in inverted commas that we did to stay up last season. This is this is so so different, Matt. And I, I think I think you're spot on when you say like this will this will take some time before everybody's getting um, what they need to understand with this, not just constantly banging on about you know look credit to everyone that's done it, protesting, knowing what happens with the appeal, which is another thing on its own that could still hit us in the balls. When when people are still going on about how it's so corrupt and going down to the HQ of the Premier League in in down in London stuff like that. Um, whilst that's the thing you want to throw at the, the back or the front of a newspaper, as you'll know more than anybody else, they're the things, they're the pictures people will see, they're what most journalists will talk about, they're what podcasts like ourselves and everybody else will refer to. That's not the thing that is needed. Um, that's not what we need supporting-wise. And look, I'm trying to not sound like I'm telling other people or sound like some sort of Marty and telling people how they should do things. I just think a little bit of a step back into the context of what we've got actually literally do in getting the points on the board here, rather than thinking, well, this has happened, that's happened. We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that. Oh, it's typical Everton getting kicked. So, you know, we, we don't get the right decisions. Nothing goes our way. Um, I'd like to think, and this is why I thought that, and I said this to you last week, that Sean Dice is probably the perfect man to have for this given the Burnley stuff when he kept them up and that siege mentality that he seemed to just nail to keep them in the Premier League for as long as he actually did. That's a manager that you want for this. But it seems to me, and look, obviously it's only been just over a week or so that we've had this, he needs to learn things about this too. Because it's so unprecedented, Matt, that this we, we, we don't have generally a clue of how to act other than try and keep it as we did before these um, this deduction came along, and that has to stay the same as much as it possibly can from Sean Dice. But that, that's that's almost impossible, isn't it? Exactly. Like, like that. That's the final thing I was going to say. There is that that is impossible. It's like you're being given anything in life, and you've never had to do it before, or you've never experienced anything before. The the automatic thing to to think about that is you're not going to be immediately successful at it straight away, or in general you won't be. And this is exactly the same with the Premier League club that's had those um, deductions. 
it's going to be banging on uh, with the with the appeal and all that. It's going to be banging on throughout the rest of the season if it doesn't get put back, which it won't. It's difficult to say to people, but that that needs to go onto the back burner for as, as quickly as it possible possibly can. Because how many people have spoken to you or me or anybody else in general? How good we were before this happened. Like you mentioned, the Palace game, the points we got was it six wins from last nine. As hard as it'll be, those thoughts towards that are much more important than banging on about 10 points that we've been deducted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's like it's it's all still raw, isn't it? So, like, that's what you spoke on about, mate. Yeah, like, we'll, everyone, will go down, everyone will go down to Forest at the weekend. There'll still be the banners, there'll still be the corrupt thing, and there'll still be all that. And that, that's what most clubs will do. That's what generally fans will do. But I think generally we need to think of a, a time where like you need to just get rid of that now and we've got to go and win games based on the Everton we've been. The Everton that Sean Dice seems to have got um got a pattern for the way we play, the possession stuff, all the things we talk about with the the analytical stuff we do at the end of games, all of that needs to be priority, as sad and as difficult and as unfair as it was for what we've got. I think I think you can do both. Like I don't think fans going to protest the Premier League HQ necessarily means we, you know, they can't focus on footy. But like I think I think Dice, you know, one of his favorite phrases, blocking out the noise, isn't it? But like that that must be hard to do when there is so much furore around the football club. Well, can you imagine, Matt, what he'd be saying when they walk into training, first of all, the day after the news came along, and also today or tomorrow when they're back in training? I'd love to be on a, a fly on the wall there in terms of what he says, because I think it's pretty inevitable that he'd be screaming, saying, this is backs against the wall here, lads. This is, this is what Everton... Funnily enough, Everton have stood for when you think back to the Moyes years. It's always been, well, we can only spend a few quid every single season, but somehow we find a way to win games. I could imagine that Sean Dice is saying similar things like that. The players' reaction, though, I, I, I don't, it's like I said, it's unprecedented. So you, you can't literally say what we need to do and what these lads can go and do. It's yeah. like I said, it's the mentality of people and they're only human beings. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, let's do our usual bits for this show then. Uh, Everton player of the weekend. Uh, I'll go first. I'm not going to pick any of the lads who played yesterday because they're all pretty crap. Apart from, I thought Jared Brown <laughs> had a decent game, to be fair. Probably best of the bad bunch. But um, I'm going to go for uh, Natalie Bjorn, Dave, who, as the, the lads were struggling against Manchester United, uh, came off the bench in the second half, scored a penalty for Everton women. Uh, and gave them a 2-1 win against Aston Villa, who I think are struggling themselves in the WSL. But uh, been a bit of a ropey start to the season, hasn't it, for for the girls? They, they've been levered a few times. They obviously had that yeah. win at Anfield, which was boss, but uh, struggling to find much consistency. So uh, made up for for them to to get a win. And yeah, Natalie Bjorn coming off the bench and scoring. So I've gone for a... Uh, um, who are you going to go for? <laughs> Um, I've I've stuck to I've stuck to the lads, um, and you're spot on. By the way, that's a big win for um, the women's team away at Aston Villa. That's a that's a big win. Um, Aston Villa is somebody else I'm going to mention in a moment or two for our other other chat, our other question. But <laughs> I've gone for Michalenko once again, and that's because I don't know whether it's because Ashley Young. I think who we banged on about so long that shouldn't really be near the, the first eleven. I think a lot of the people will be listening to disagreeing with what I'm saying. 
Um, not only because of the, well, it is pro- a lot because of the way he gave away that penalty, because it looked like he was he was about ten minutes behind anybody else. So Martial was about a yard in front of him before he actually puts his foot out and takes him down. Um, in regards to that, I think I didn't I didn't see Michalenko doing much wrong. Um, I didn't see have anybody supporting him coming back and in in, in, Michael, in McNeil and Harrison. I don't he, think he had he, anyone else. He hit the bar, didn't he? But I, I'd gone. Yeah, yeah. Too. I mean, I think what, what, most people. Yeah, what most was people it? Was it like a shot or like a header or what? No, no. I think most people that got off at the end. It was like um, it was weird. Like you, you'd think a player that got to the sort of like the left hand side of the D. You're thinking he's just going to put his foot through this, but it's sort of like. He hit it like to curl it in to the other side. It was it was a really strange shot, and it just it hit the crossbar. It would have gone in like keeper had no chance. Just hit the bar and went down. And look, it was on eighty nine minutes, so not would have come from it. But um, again, he nearly scored his third goal in three games. I have a lot of sympathy with that lad for all sorts of reasons, like I've said. But I thought I thought he was he was decent yesterday. Thought he was probably the pick of the bunch that didn't do um, didn't do anything wrong in in terms of. United going on to win that 3-0, the, the least of all of that wasn't his fault. Yeah, fair enough. I think he was, I think he was all right, wasn't he? Um, I think he's the type of player that you look at in a game like this, you you don't hear, you don't speak about him much because you're fuming about the rest. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think, I think, think when you're chasing the game, though, you do notice his limitations. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I don't think you, you're not going to see him. Uh, people, oh, the, the first thing you think of, left-back, Leighton Baines, um, which is slightly unfair given... How hard is the bar? How high is the bar set for any anyone with the left foot who comes in when we've had Leighton Baines? But I I don't have a problem with him at left back when I used to say six months ago, and I think that's a bit of a credit to him. Yeah, and Luke Dean as well, who played really well, or he's playing really well for for Villa. Um, that's, an, that's an excellent way of moving on to the next. Go on, you you go topic. first. You, you football and moments of the weekend then. So football and moment for me was Ollie Watkins. Uh, scoring the winner for Aston Villa uh, against Spurs. That lad, I think it's gone slightly underrated given everything else that goes on with England and Kane and whatnot. He's still been getting games for them and stuff, but it's it's come under the radar a little bit um, away from everything else like well, Man City, Liverpool, all that stuff, Arsenal going, going back up to the top. I think he is lethal. He is absolutely lethal. And the way they've started playing under Unai Emery. Um, well, it's obviously not going under the radar now because they're title, in the, we're saying the title points. race. The two points off the top of the league, Matt. Do you think um, they're in the title lot, race? I wouldn't go that far with them, but well, that they're was more likely to win the league than more Spurs. That's an excellent question. Uh, I'll say Villa. I, would, I think. I would trying to take away the hindsight of it. I would go with Villa. Uh, I'm not going to dream myself up a little bit, but that was my pick when we did yeah. it at the start of the season. I thought Aston Villa were going to be a, a real top four contender. That'll be, I mean, the top top four to six is going to be a cracking battle when you look at it right now. But going back to to Watkins, there, he tends to be just that you just got one touch and score type of mentality, and he did exactly that. Great ball through to, through to him from Tielemans, and he just takes one slot, bangs it in two one. And then um, the other thing itself is Aston Villa as a whole. Um, I think Emery's got the perfect setup of what they do. He's getting the best out of players that you looked at and think, oh, maybe not. Maybe you thought uh, like John McGinn has, has already finished his career. There's no way you're going to see him cut a, a decent midfielder in the Premier League. Absolute nonsense to say that. He was fantastic. 
I really like watching Aston Villa because I wouldn't go as far as sentiment to say this, Matt, but they used to be a side that I equated a lot to us. They were the type of Everton side, like we did with Spurs. It was like Villa and Spurs used to make me think that we're, we're like the North version of them. Villa, obviously, the Midlands one and, and Spurs down south. So uh, my choice is Aston Villa there. The manager they've got as well. I think he's they're going to go a long, long way with him. And, uh, yep, yeah, I think you're right. Top four, at least. Mm. They're definitely going to be in the title fight, even though they're two points off. But have you seen the home record, by the way? Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Like 13 in a row, is it, they've won? 13 in a row. They've won all six so far this season. Yesterday, um, I heard his quotes before that game at Spurs, where he was saying, oh, our away record, simply not good enough. They've only lost two away from home in that one four games. So um, he seems to have perfection in his mind, but the way in which they play, I think they're the scary side to go and play. And we beat, we beat them in the League Cup, didn't we? Yeah. Watkins was on the bench, though, wasn't he, that night? So yeah, Don't be saying that, Matt. We were boss to go there and beat. Now we're going to go and win yeah, the League well, Cup, aren't we? It was a good performance, yeah. Really good. It was, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, Watkins is great, isn't he? Like, again, I don't, I don't care about England, but I was thinking this the other day, yeah. like, he won't do it, but I, I think him and Kane would work great together as like a front yeah. two. Like Kane dropping into that space like he does. Watkins running in behind. You know, I think I think that could that would really potentially work quite well, but he, he's too negative, isn't he? South yeah. to, to try something like that. I was uh, gonna say a lot, a lot of people sorry to interrupt you, Matt. Okay. I was gonna say to me, you linked me quite it reminds me quite a lot of Jermaine Defoe. When when Jermaine Defoe was at his peak. Hmm. He was getting one touch goal. Um, he's lightning quick. He can run in beside. Your, your opposition doesn't know what sort of how high up they want to play with the back four. Um, he, I just, he just looks like an absolute nightmare for any defender. <laughs> Excuse me, my my moments was the Elise goal. Did you see that? Elise, no, I haven't seen it yet. So Michael Elise for Crystal Palace against Luton. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll describe it. Gets the ball halfway. On the halfway line, beats the defender, cuts inside and his left foot and just absolutely rattles it into the top corner. Unbelievable goal. Shame they got beat 2-1, by the way. Well, our nightmare side, Luton, who were five points ahead of us now as well, go and get another three points. I know. And the other moments was that Suchek goal. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Um, it just it just makes me, yeah, it made me smile at the away end there, behind the goal. It, it reminds me of going to like Marine or something like that, you know what I mean? Or Brutal or FC, where there's about like 15 people behind it. It's all crammed in. I had, it still um, doesn't look like it could be a Premier League ground. So on Saturday, I had the, um, I had like Soccer Saturday on in the background, and I think Sue was doing the that game. Yeah. And I thought, I bet you she's absolutely buzzing the West Ham have scored there. Uh, uh, yeah. She's going to really professional. Out it, but uh, I bet you secretly she's doing knee slides along the studio floor in the uh, yeah, the advert break when West Ham. Oh, as, soon as, as soon as Burnley went one nil up with that, I thought this is just going to be an absolute disaster of a weekend. And... Yeah, can't believe it, nearly nearly the end of just at the November, uh, end of November, and we're checking other team scores. Um, I know, mate, it's it's just dreadful, isn't it? Christmas is coming, got a horrible, horrible fixture list. Surely something's got to turn. I'm looking, out, I'm looking forward to the home. I, I'm looking forward to the home game still. I think like Chelsea are beatable. I think Newcastle have been hit and miss. We've got a cup quarter final. You know, City on the 27th is a bit shite, but you know, there, there's some good home game, three good home games in a row there where the atmosphere will be really good. You know, do you not feel as if like the field down the years we've always had a really like 
horrible, horrible run of Christmas. Because like we play City like in this all the time, yeah. Spell every yeah. year, yeah. Because it was the last season we had the one all, then we had the Etihad when Gray scored. That's it, yes. Gray scored that. And we had the we had the game that was postponed for COVID. That was due. Was that Boxing Day as well? It was a thing, right? Ago? Yeah. Um, well, certainly between Christmas and New Year, like season we play them all the time, like. In the middle of Christmas and New Year, but yeah. I don't mind doing that and get them out the way. To be honest with you, mate, at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. They, they, they haven't looked as good this season, have they? But you know, might still be too strong for us, unfortunately. But <laughs> uh, we'll leave it there anyway. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, let us know your Everton player of the weekend was. Let us know your thoughts on the game or moments from world football that you enjoyed. Uh, also, like and subscribe. As well, if you're listening on a podcast, uh, leave a review, uh, leave us a rating, uh, five stars, even if you haven't enjoyed it. It uh, <laughs> all, all, all else, but I'm sure you have enjoyed it if you got to this point. I'd like to think. Uh, so yeah, leave a rating, leave a review. All these things help with the algorithms and that kind of stuff. But yeah, we're back later in the week with subs weekly, with weekly, with weekend preview, with mailbag. Uh, as we look ahead to that game against Nottingham Forest on Saturday, which is absolutely enormous, isn't it? But that's been Blue Monday. Cheers to Dave as well. Off the top of these, I will speak to you again very soon. Network.